0: This is the Turn on the Jets podcast. I don't have to convince any one of those eight defensive coaches how effed up I am. These players, they want to defend MetLife Stadium for you guys. Here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com, with our final episode of the 2020 regular season, actually recording this on day one of 2021. So happy new year, everybody. Glad we made it through 2020 and are into the new year. Going to give some just final thoughts on this jet season and what to look for this off season, both from the team and from our coverage. As a reminder, please subscribe, rate, review this podcast. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Every Thursday, you will get a draft season episode hosted by Dalvin Asario, James Kuntz, and Joe Bellick, breaking down every single thing you need to know about the 2021 NFL Draft. We will also have another episode every Friday on this feed, hosted by a range of different people, including myself periodically, uh, different voices from Turn on the Jets and other people who cover the team. So excited about that. If you have not yet, please subscribe. Our ad-free podcast is available on Patreon at patreon.com backslash badlands toj hosted by myself and connor rogers that runs every wednesday morning we also have different articles and live streams and videos coming now that we have made it to the offseason a lot of big things on the way there so that is patreon.com backslash badlands toj so i'm gonna run this saturday morning jets final game is on sunday uh Yet again, a meaningless Week 17 game against New England. This is becoming uh, an annual tradition, unfortunately. Although what is unique this time is that the game is also meaningless for New England, who, much like the Jets, absolutely stinks now. Uh, Their worst season in over two decades, uh, they will be the third-place team in the AFC East. While Buffalo has cruised to a division title, Miami has a very good shot to make the playoffs. Both of those teams look positioned not just to potentially make a run in January but to be good for a long period of time where the Jets and the Patriots still have a lot of questions to answer and it's crazy to have the Patriots in that group with the Jets but tomorrow's game will probably be pretty ugly you know you got two really bad offenses you got two teams who have a lot of questions at the most important positions on the field and need to answer them at quarterback in particular going into next year um, Jets two and thirteen, locked into picking second in the NFL draft. New England at six and nine, you know, will be picking, you know, somewhere in that I guess eight to fourteen range, you know, but not going to threaten uh, even being over five hundred this year, which is which is pretty insane. And, you know, it looked like the Cam Newton experiment was working early in the year and he just has not been the same player since he came back from COVID. I don't know if it has to do with that or his shoulder, but they can't throw the football. Um, and Jared Stidham certainly not the answer. So I don't know what New England's going to do at quarterback next year, but it's not going to be Cam Newton and Jared Stidham. They could go the draft route. They can go the trade route. But it will definitely be someone different under center. We don't have to dive into the Jets situation. We'll be doing that incessantly, and I've already done it nonstop. I think, you know, looking at this Jets season, you know, whether they finish 2-14 and 14 or 3-13, and 13, I a lot of people, you know, pick them to be somewhere between six and 10 or seven and nine. I ultimately went with six and 10 on the heels of them trading Adams and Mosley sitting out will have overestimated their ability uh, to be competitive this year, no doubt. I think one of the things if you've been listening to our content that we said a lot was Sam Darnold basically controlled the floor and ceiling of this team and that if they were going to overachieve for that six and seven wins that they look slotted for, it would be because Darnold took a big leap and allowed them to be a potential playoff contender. And if they, you know, eight, nine wins, maybe you sneak in as that seventh wild card, Or that might not have been enough in what has been a pretty loaded AFC this year. Or if they were going to underachieve to that mark, it would be because Darnold either got hurt or struggled. And that's really been the case. Uh, you know, the Jets should not be a two or three win team. Um, they probably should have been a six or seven win team. That happens if Darnold is about as good as he was last year, not taking the steps back that he did this year. Obviously there were also some weird circumstances like the Raiders game, but Darnold missed four games again. And now he's missed 10 starts in three years and something that's probably not talked about enough as we're debating on, you know, whether he can be the guy or not long-term because you're basically going to miss a quarter of the season from him every year based on the first three years. And the play has just been really, you know, disappointing. And, you know, he's done a good job protecting the football the past few weeks, but the bar has basically been lowered to just being a game manager who protects the football. He's going to throw for, you know, 180 yards, one touchdown, you know, six yards per attempt, and not really challenge the field. And that gives you such a narrow margin of error uh, in the National Football League. I mean, that you saw the Jets win some games like that last year, but the ceiling for playing that kind of football is probably about seven to nine. Um, it's hard, and you need your defense to play great. You need your special teams to not make any mistakes, and you need a couple breaks. Uh, which is what the Jets have gotten, you know, last week with Cleveland missing half of their offense, and then you know Baker Mayfield playing really sloppy and you know turning the ball over on that fourth and one, and you escape with a one possession victory. Uh, it's a risky way, and it's hard to it's hard to win a lot of football games that way, especially in a division that is going to be good going forward. You know, Buffalo is going to win twelve or thirteen games this year, and it's probably the second best team in the AFC. Uh, They're not going anywhere. They have a ton of young talent. They're not barren when it comes to cap space or draft picks. Miami, you know, could make the playoffs this year and be picking third or fourth in the draft next year and still has a ton of picks, plenty of cap space. You know, still some question marks around two, of course, but uh, they're going to be a good team, and they kicked the crap out of the Jets in both their games this year. You know, New England, they finally, you know, it finally ended this year, uh, but they're going to be tough, you know, To compete against still most of the time if they could figure out quarterback you know they have a lot of money to spend you know along with the Jets they're up there in cap space and I think they will invest heavily in improving a roster that is really bad I mean obviously they were hurt by a lot of opt-outs and they're still competitive defensively but offensively they they just really have nothing outside of Damian Harris so I'm curious to see how they try to retool that group Uh, but the AFC East is going to be hard and the Jets certainly have a lot of work to do and they're in a spot that is gonna sound really familiar to fans who are now, you know, settling into this year ten of missing the playoffs, where they have a good defensive line, a good young, promising defensive line. They need corners, they need edge rushers, they need skill position players, and they have a question mark at head coach and quarterback. And that's kind of been the perpetual story uh throughout this decade. And really quarterback is sort of the main reason that They haven't been able to get over that hump. Um, They've taken one big swing in the past 10 years at addressing quarterback. And unfortunately, through these first three years, it does not seem to be working out. Uh, So they're going to have to continue to evaluate what they're doing there. Let's go under the assumption, since the Steelers are resting their starters, that the Browns are going to make the playoffs this year. If and when the Browns make the playoffs, the Jets will own the longest playoff drought in the NFL at 10 years. The teams who will be in second place will be at six years. I believe that is Cincinnati and Denver, uh, pending the Cardinals and Redskins or Washington football team get in. Um, But that's the next cluster of teams. There's a big gap. It's not even close. The Jets are four to five years ahead of every other team in their playoff drought. And if you look at the four major sports in America— NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, the Jets are top five in playoff droughts. I think they're behind uh, the Mariners, or I'm sorry, the Kings or the Suns and the Phillies. They're like in the top top five, number one in the NFL. That is kind of just pathetic, right? And it's almost impossible in the NFL with a league set up for parity uh, to help break that out. I mean, you're, you're seeing the Cardinals will probably break their drought this year, but that's only even five or six years. You know, the Bucks finally broke it. The Browns have a good chance to break it. Um, 10 years is is something, man. And, and there's no you know, guarantee that it's not going to be 11 years. And, and this is a lot like a drought, and I was not alive for this, that the Jets went through after winning their Super Bowl uh, in the 70s, where I think they had, I want to say it got to 12 or 13 years before they started being competitive again in the 80s. But uh, in today's NFL, to go a full decade with no... Playoff appearances and really outside of 2015, never even being remotely close is pretty insane. Um, And I don't know if it's something we're going to see again anytime soon, a team get to, you know, 10, you know, eight, nine, 10 years. So um, it's frustrating. I mean, they have not, you know, even really been close. Um, Like we said, a lot of these Novembers and Decembers have just been rooting for draft picks, which can understandably get exhausting and grueling for fans and you kind of get pulled into all the, you know, same sort of tank, don't tank, who are we drafting next year debates. I mean, number two is about it will be the highest the Jets have picked in a very long time. I think they've had the second pick two other times, but it was a very long time ago. I think it's when they took Blair Thomas and, and Johnny Lamb Jones. So well before our time, um, you know, we know they traded up to get to three when they got Darnold, but for the most part, a lot of these picks have sort of been in the, you know, six to 10 range uh, because they've been, you know, a four to five win team. So, you know, two to three wins is as bad as they've been since uh, the tight years. And it was a, it was a weird disappointing year and I think we we saw right away that this team was was just not it you know we we all knew Adam Gase was a bad coach he really bottomed out this year in a way that and I no one's more critical of him than me that I didn't think he would I thought he was competent enough to you know get six out of this team this year I thought he was kind of lucky to get seven but you know two or three and to start oh and 13 uh is, is something else and you saw it early you know Buffalo demolishes them week one week two starts with an untouched 80 yard toss pitch touchdown to Raheem Mostert. And really from that play on the season was over and, you know, they go out and they get killed uh, by the Colts in week three, they lose to the Broncos third string quarterback at home on a short week to go to zero and four. And then, you know, it was clear this whole thing was going to get blown up and, you know, they'll fire Gase. They'll clean out likely the entire coaching staff, they'll move on from a lot of veterans. And we say this, I do feel like we end up saying this a lot. This, this time it actually is the case. This is, you know, probably the most pivotal offseason, maybe in Jets franchise history, right? You're hiring a new head coach. You have a GM, you know, heading into year three of a six year contract. So you invested big into him and his front office. Uh, You have the second pick in the draft. You have the second most cap space in the NFL. You have a second first round pick. Uh, You have two third round picks. You could potentially be adding more picks with other veteran trades. And you have a really hard decision. Um, I wouldn't argue it's a hard decision, but it's going to be debated. You have a hard decision to make at the quarterback uh, spot. And you're going to have how the Jets play that. Uh, in terms of leaking and managing expectations is going to be interesting to see. It's going to be an interesting offseason. And the offseason is always interesting for the Jets, unfortunately, more interesting than the regular season. And it's just part of, you know, covering, you know, covering this team and how it's adjusted uh, over the past 10 years where the regular season, particularly the back half of the regular season, doesn't really matter. And nobody really cares about it. And it's all these meaningless games with a lot of players who don't end up coming back the next year. Uh, And then the focus and the interest understandably from fans really comes around free agency in the NFL draft. That's where you could find those pockets of excitement and, you know, could they finally get better? You know, they just haven't uh, in recent years. And, you know, the thing is they go three and 13 this year, they could get better next year, a lot better, and still only be seven and nine and miss the playoffs again that, you know, they got a long they got a long way to go and it's just a different, you know, I covered, you know, the team when they were good in 2008, 2009, 2010, and even 2011, you know, they were an eight and five team who had high expectations and just, you know, fell apart at the end. Uh, it's just different, uh, particularly post losing that week 17 game, uh, in 2015, you know, these, these years since they've really kind of missed on trying to run that back in 2016, it's been just very uh, ugly and non-competitive consistently. And they've they they've made some headway, you know, getting a guy like Makai Becton to fill a spot at left tackle, getting a guy like Mims who's shown some hope and potential at receiver is a start. But you know, there's more to do, and they're, they're going to continue to have to draft better, have to be smarter in free agency uh, and find a way to make the right call at the most important position in the sport uh, at quarterback. And then this head coach hire, which it's a very interesting field. It's going to be a wide open search. Uh, There's no slam dunk candidate out there. I think they'll chase some of the big college names, but it's going to be hard for them to land without the first overall pick. I think there's certain names that fans are writing off that could be good hires, guys like Wink Martindale, um, I know just because he has a defensive background doesn't mean the Jets can't have a good offense. It's about the full staff and about finding someone who can be a manager of the entire team and delegate appropriately rather than just hiring to a specialty, which is part of one of the many reasons the gays hire didn't work. Um, you know, they might not get the flashiest name. I, th- I think guys like Martindale and Joe Brady uh, are right up in that most likely category. I think they'll do their due diligence on guys like Brian Dable and Arthur Smith and, uh, some other names we're probably not even thinking of right now, um, but it will probably end up being you know, one of those guys It's going to be hard to go land a Matt Campbell uh, without that first pick. You never know. I think they'll try, but um, we'll see. Uh, it, it, they're going to have a new face of the organization one way or the other, which is good because Jet fans don't agree on much, actually. There's a lot of different divisions about how people see the team or want to root for the team or what what kind of moves they should make. One thing they've all really finally settled into agreeing on this year is that Adam Gase is just awful um, and has to go. And it's been a rare unifying factor uh, for this fan base. And, you know, the, the story of this playoff drought, and this is kind of, was sort of how we got going with Badlands as we did this one-off docu-series on how the hell an NFL team misses the playoffs for a decade in a row And then we've sort of built it out into more of a weekly show, but it—it's been just being wrong at these big spots, just being not just wrong, but so wrong. With Mike McAden being one of the worst GMs in the NFL, with John Idzik being so bad, uh, with Adam Gase being so bad. You know, these are not just run-of-the-mill like mediocre hires. These have been, you know, the worst GM and the worst head coach in the NFL over the past few years, and it's going to take time. Uh, to dig out of that uh, unfortunately now look they get quarterback right they get head coach right they play a last place schedule they can quickly improve Um, how much they're going to improve in a hard division it's hard to say but you never know people get hurt weird things happen Um, it doesn't have to be an insanely long process but you have to nail you know these decisions and you have to um, invest properly and There's really nowhere to go but up. Again, they're not going to go 0 and 16. They had the look of an 0 and 16 team for most of this season, Uh, but you know, 3 and 13, 2 and 14. Their point differential, the lack of offensive touchdowns. It's time to you know aggressively rebuild and retool, especially on the offensive side of the football. So, like I said, it's been it's been a weird season. I'm happy the regular season is over. You know, these November and December games while they were exciting while chasing the first pick have obviously lost a little bit of their luster and the off season is going to be more interesting and more fun, you know, figuring out who this head coach is going to be figuring out who they're actually going to spend on in free agency, uh, how everything is going to shake out with two first round picks in the NFL draft and picking picking second these next few months. Uh, will be more exciting than watching the Jets lose 40-3 to Seattle or losing 24-0 to Miami or all the other recent games that that we've seen. So, you know, let's hope nobody gets hurt tomorrow. Let's hope they promptly fire Adam Gase. And then let's get into the damn offseason. So, like I said, this feed uh, will continue to be really active, actually probably more active than it normally is. Um, I will not be hosting on it as frequently because I'm going to be putting a lot more time and energy into uh, building Uh, on Badlands and and getting some larger pieces of content there Um, so I definitely encourage you guys to check that out if you get a chance but you know I will be here plenty and we have a lot of really talented people who are going to be cycling through on this feed Um, talking NFL draft talking free agency uh, doing different interviews with different people who cover the Jets or the NFL so excited about what we have going here excited as always about what's being written over at turn the jets.com and uh badlands you know we got a lot more to come uh, it's been a fun sort of start and foundation and we'll be building a lot more in 2021 so look i hope everyone has a happy new year i'm excited to be into 2021 i really hope you know by this fall no matter who the jets coach or quarterback is we can uh, all get out to met life and enjoy a game in person tailgate a little bit and have things go back to normal with fans being in the stadium uh, even here even if they're not good so greatly appreciate everyone listening every week and and following along with a bad team I try to hope that we have good content despite this being a bad team and let's get into the offseason man because if there's one thing to be excited about is that Adam Gase is going to get fired and the Jets are going to get better at head coach so we'll take it from there thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back next week